You know how we do. Rockefeller. Forever. And we're back. Another episode of Politics. Here with my guy, Phil. What's going on? I'm chilling, Jordan. We're up early on this Saturday morning, giving the people what they want. Another episode of Politics. And I think we have a great segment today. A great segment today. I'm super pumped. More ball than ticks today? All ball, baby. All ball. And so what we're going to do, we thought it would be fun to just kind of run through a full-on NBA redraft. 100%. Break it down for us. Uh, Basically, what we're going to be doing is taking the league as if it was a complete fantasy draft, as if the CBA was ripped up, and we were picking for our futures. So age is going to be a factor. Career longevity is going to be a factor. That's where we're going. And we're just going to do 1-1, my term, your term, kind of just bounce ideas off each other, Mm. uh, see how things shake out. Amazing. So should we kick it off? Yes, please. Who has the first pick in the draft? That's the question. The Knicks have the first pick. The Knicks have the first pick, and who are the Knicks selecting? So in my opinion, when you do a fantasy draft, it is a unanimous first overall pick. I'm going with Luka Doncic. I think he just turned 21 or 20. He's by far the most promising prospect in the league. For me, it's a no-brainer, Luka Doncic. That is 1,000% who I had on my list, too. Um, I wasn't even thinking twice about it, um, which is insane to say this is his second year. He's doing some things that are just... Uh, it's what you see from all-time greats, like being an an MVP candidate year two, uh, rookie of the year, then like all NBA, you know, team this year. He's really on the upswing. Hitting crazy shots, being a leader before the age of 21. So I just think sky's the limit for this guy and a no-brainer for number one. And like the advanced stats are just sick. Everything's sick. Through the roof. Um, okay, with the second pick, I'm going to go with Giannis. Uh-huh. He's still pretty young. I would assume maybe around like 26 years old. Yep. Um, just a defensive anchor. That's so important if you're trying to win a uh, championship. And, you know, like we always say, just super dominant around the paint, super versatile, switch on everything for this NBA. Um, obviously can't shoot, but I just like the, what I'm going to get for the next like 10 years. Yeah, man. And I think the shooting will improve. And I think for me as well, he's a clear number two. I don't think anyone's even in the ballpark of them too. I think they're in a league of their own because of their age uh, and because of everything. Um. Okay, so now we're on to the third pick. I Knicks think, again. Knicks, Knicks are back on the clock. We have two picks in the top three. I think this pick is actually going to shock you. And I think it's a clear-cut James Harden. I think from a talent point of view and an age point of view, he's a no-brainer. He's just like by far the deadliest scorer in the league. If you have him, you get a transcendent player. And I think for me, he's number three. That's interesting. He's 30 years old right now. Right. So, you know, people age pretty nice like him. Like, obviously, he'll play well into his, like, 35 you know that's five years of a commitment which is nice you like that idea I will say though though anyone who's not a two-way player you just look at like the history of the league and he does get maybe more of a bad rap on defense than he deserves but you know you have like the LeBrons who in his prime was an incredible defender and Kawhi who's an unbelievable defender so I'm just scared to take anyone who's just slightly flawed on one end and especially with his age so I'm gonna go a different route I mean that pick has been done yeah and so who would you have taken well, who I would have taken will be who is getting taken here. And I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Ooh. Again, I know it's a big – it's not great to take bigs as like your best player. But the advanced stats, he's so transcending, so defense good defensively. Um, and it's hard to build around big men just because like he picks his spots on the court in a little weird places. But I just love, love like having – 
I know it's a different era, but the, the Garnett, the Duncan, like super versatile big man, I think it's just super important. So just as from a GM point of view, I would be nervous with that pick. Uh, he's 26 years old. I don't, we didn't discuss like getting into contracts, but he has one year left on his contract if that was a constant. I don't know, man. I'd be worried about him. Let me talk to you about my next pick. I think it's pretty standard as well. I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard. I think at 28 years old, amazing on both sides of the ball. I have him a little bit above LeBron, a little bit above Durant, a little bit above Steph Curry. So for me, I think Kawhi is my next pick. Yeah, that's interesting. Kawhi would probably have been like right there with, with Ant for me. Injury history, similar to Ant, is obviously a little bit of a concern. Um, he's been nursed like through the regular season. The last couple of years, you talk about durable, like James Harden going to 35. It seems like a no-brainer. I don't know if, if Kawhi will really like age gracefully like that. But yeah, two-way player. He's like basically MJ in, in that sense, super elite. So I, I like that pick. Um, so it's my turn. What are we on? We're in six? I think so. So with the sixth pick, it, this is when it's going to start getting a little more challenging for sure. For sure. Um, we know shooting's important, and we know taking someone who's young is also important. For sure. So maybe with that, yes, I'm going to entertain Jason Tatum. You're kidding. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. Oh, my God. He's young. He's an elite scorer. He's just improved at a nice trajectory, especially this year. This is year three. Like, I just can't imagine what year nine is going to be like with someone like that. His footwork is so good. He picks his spots so well. I think this is someone that you can, like, win a championship with. I'd rather take him over the next 20 years than two years of LeBron. Okay. I hear you out, and I'm going to get right on the clock at number seven. And I'm going to go with – I think it's – this is a tough one, man. I'm going to go with LeBron James. I think – I don't see it as a two-year future. I think this is someone who's looks like he's in just amazing shape. No doubt he's on the down slope of his career. But if I can get LeBron James on my team at seven and the guy before me just took Tatum, I think I'm good to go. That's interesting. Like, I understand your logic. You're like, all right, let's go to war for the next two years, um, at least maybe three years with someone who's been proven to be great. I know he's having a great year. He is playing with also another all-NBA player. Sure. So in this redraft, who's to say he's going to get someone who's also going in the top ten like we're talking about right now? Maybe I Anthony could – Davis. Maybe I can get like a John Wall in the second round, a Kyle Lowry. Yeah, you'll be out in the first round. <laughs> if you have a Kyle Lowry and John Wall, it's LeBron's second best. <laughs> so – I don't know. The defense has been declining. Mm -hmm. I just rather take a 12 year, 15 years from now Tatum and, and say like, let's, let's see how that works out. All right. My turn. This may be unpopular again. Oh my God. This could be startling. And I know I'm a sucker for this guy. Bam out of bio. No. Okay. I don't know if I could do it. Is it Nikola Jokic that you yeah, were thinking? I was thinking about Jokic and I, I know it's a center, but I'm so big on stylistic play. He's so transcending in his uniqueness. I'm just a sucker. I'm taking Jokic. Sorry. Okay. And this is kind of the great thing about having an old school GM mentality and then having like a more analytic new school GM mentality. I'm running to the podium. This is skinny Jokic. I'm running to the podium and I'm going to get booed by my uh, partner in the podcast. What pick is it? Number eight? Yeah, and okay. I just took skinny Jokic. You're not taking into account that this man is slim as it gets. Wasn't in my top he might ten. Be a point guard now, just a full-on point guard. 
I'm taking Kevin Durant. It's insane that he fell to eight. I understand he's coming off an Achilles injury, but he's also had a full year off to rest. This is a steal in the re-fantasy draft of politics. I'm so happy to get Kevin Durant at eight. Okay, another hot take here. Durant wouldn't probably be in my top 20. Oh, my God. off an Achilles injury, given his age, given the investment and, and the players that you have in the league right now, I'm just not confident in anything – in any sort of long-term investment like that. Let me give you a hot take on your hot take. You have Kobe Bryant PTSD syndrome. Yes. Not all Achilles injuries to a to a 29-year-old kid are career devastating. So I think I, I definitely spot the Kobe Bryant PTSD right there. Um, and you're up. That was – I think – what pick was that? Sorry, I keep forgetting. Is that eight? That was nine, I believe. And he's not 29. He's 31. But when the injury happened. Yeah, but we, he's, he's now 31, so... He's rested. You just took Nikola Jokic over Kevin Durant. Correct, correct. Okay. This is a long-term inv- investment. I'm trying to build a team. I'm trying to build culture. I'm not trying to have someone who's, like, bashing Kendrick <laughs> Perkins on Twitter. The guy, uh, if you average two points a game, shut the fuck up. You don't go out and say, blah. you shut the fuck up, and you were blessed to play with these legends. All right. Bitter-ass Kevin Durant has been beefing with every single person coming his way. He tweets snakes in the grass. He meets every (laughs) fucking media member. He's a bitter man. This is a bitter 31-year-old Achilles man. And, dude, this is what happens. Like, when you're in your prime of your career and you're playing and you're like, oh, I'm the shit. Everyone loves me. Everyone worships me. And then, like, your Achilles is going to stop working and you're going to be shitty. And you're going to realize, okay, I can't be such a fucking dickhead to everyone. I look forward to revisiting Kevin Durant's career in the next I don't years. feel great that I took two bigs in my thing. And that's where I'm <sighs> going to start transitioning now. Okay, who do you got? I'm going to go with a full-fledged transition. And I'm going to go with, again, someone young. Let's invest. Let's take some time. Let's let's just see how it plan, pans out. And I'm going to go with Trey Young. Wow. Shooting. Um, you know, like obviously he has not had success from a winning perspective to start – And that's always something that's kind of concerning to me, actually, because so many times you get these, like, losing players who put up stats. You take LeBron, like, year two, he was already just, like, competing with a horrifying team. Or, I don't know, Luka, for example, has obviously just, like, lifted this team to, like, really crazy heights with with a pretty shitty roster that still includes J.J. Barea, who's 95 years old. I don't know how how he's still in the league. Um, so I'm going to go with Trey Young. I'm a little scared just of being a flawed player, but let's let's put seats in the van. Okay, cool. Lots in the seats. I love Trey Young. No one is more bullish on Trey Young than me. But for me, the next pick again is someone I definitely would have took over Trey Young, and that's Steph Curry. I think this is a little bit of y'all must have forgot syndrome because this guy is a two-time MVP winner. He should not be getting drafted behind people like Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum. Uh, Trey Young. So I'm clearly going with Steph Curry. I'm so happy to get him in whatever spot we're in. It doesn't really fucking matter. We're rolling. Uh, I love where my team's at, and I think I can add a great player in the second round to really build a, a really strong core here. So I, I understand what you're saying, and I think this boils down now to like two mentalities that we're, we're approaching this. You're saying, okay, I'm going to take a couple-year window, see what happens. Obviously, Steph has had also a past of with injuries, and we'll see how, you know, like – this will hold up as he gets older. He is 32 years old. Okay. How old's Chris Paul? He's 36 probably. Okay. So again, four years this is, is interesting. 
But when you're ta- talking about guys who have similar traits to Steph Curry and the league does then shift at some point to these guys being now the best players in the league, i rather put my eggs in those baskets for a longer-term horizon. Steph Curry is the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Ray Allen played into his like late 30s. I just don't see why someone – I think you're overrating how old 31 is in today's NBA. Trey Young is 11 years younger than Steph. That's a, over a decade younger. I love Trey Young, and I would have had him at the 11 spot. Like He's my next guy, but to take him over Steph Curry I just think is, is insane in my opinion. It is disrespectful, and I do love Steph Curry. He's absolutely incredible. 32, man. 32 is 32. But let's see what else we got here. You're up next. Who do you got? Okay. So I've taken all the young guys. You've taken all the vets. <laughs> yeah. Um, My teams are going to the playoffs. That's where we're at. I can't be taking any more bigs. I feel sick about it. Okay. And so I'm going to take another big. Okay. And I'm going to take Zion. Okay. I saw a very small sample size. But this guy, again, I'm also trying to sell some tickets here. Yeah. Like, I like Tatum. Like people are going to come watch Tatum play for the next couple. That of years. was a shocking pick. That was a great pick. That was shocking. You're not seeing the trajectory. You got to like feel the trajectory out. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take another guy who's young, super polarizing. Like people just love to talk Zion, see Zion. We only seen three months of this guy play, and I'm still taking him. Amazing. I think no one's disputing Zion's potential, so I'm fine with that pick. I'm taking Dame. taking Chris Paul here. I'm He's take- only 35. He might have another one year. I'm taking Dame Lillard. Again, this guy is such a proven superstar that to get him where I'm getting him I think is such a steal. And I think he's the best available. I think – He's someone you could definitely build your team around. And with that second round upside, maybe I'm looking at like a Porzingis or like a Victor Oladipo to pair him with. So I think it's a great spot for me to uh, to grab Dame Lillard. Yeah, again, also great player. For sure, understand what he brings to the table. Um, shooting is super important. But I'm going to roll the dice with something that's transcending, something more like young Shaq Orlando. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the, uh, you know, like that's been my track record in this draft. Young guys. Okay, cool. Two different ideologies. Who are you going with next? All right. So now it's, we're getting a little choppy. Yeah. It's going to get a little more tricky. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Ooh, let's see. All right. I'm going to go with, again, sticking to my young theme. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. Okay. I like what he's done every single year. He's gotten better. He's been the best player on his team every single year of his career. Mm. Best play- player on a playoff team, I believe, every single year of his career. Yeah. Um, he's good. He's good two-way player. I have no problem just investing in him for the next couple of years. No doubt I have no problem investing in him. Again, I think I'm getting a steal for my next pick. I'm going with Kyrie Irving. This season, he was averaging literally almost 30 points and eight eight assists. The guy is on top of his game. Uh, not sure what his specific age is, but I think he's on the younger side. And and by younger side, I mean like 29, 28, 27. I think he's just peaking right now, and he's definitely who I'm taking. Someone I would definitely evaluate much higher than Donovan Mitchell. So Kyrie Irving is 28. Wow. Um, wow. And one thing I will say is he also would not have been – close to in my top and oh my god and here's the reason it's too toxic man we've seen agreed we've seen boston combust with him 
we've seen the crazy shit he's been saying. <laughs> what, what about his play, though? On the court, there's no design, denying he's fucking incredible. Guys who just get buckets is not the end-all, be-all. And to be the best player on your team, which means if you're going to take someone on the 30, top 30 picks, which I would take him in the top 30, you have to have some level of a two-way player. You have to have some level of being like an anchor for your franchise. He has shown nothing of that. Like literally zero. And I I guess this also is going to play into my prediction for Brooklyn going forward. This seems really scary. Like Whoa. these guys are just super combustible. Whoa. He's a volatile guy, man. Whoa. Okay, interesting. You All go. right, so it's up to me. Yeah. It's my turn. Next pick. Um, should I just stick to my young theme here? You could. Who are you thinking? I'm going to stick to my young theme here. I'm going to go John Morant. You're insane. He's been great. You're officially insane. Really? Am yeah. I crazy? You're crazy. It was between him and Towns, and I like Towns, but he's a big. John Morant seems super polarizing, too. Um, I'm just going to go young. I'm going to – uh, again, these are investments for long-term, difference of approach. I'm looking forward to having every single one of my teams in the playoffs for the next 20 years. No, it's for the next one year. Okay, let me go next. I'm going with Joel Embiid. This is a dominant force. To get him at this pick is an absolute steal in terms of talent. I'm with you on not loving big men, but I just think I'm getting such a talent steal relative to the names I'm hearing. Donovan Mitchell, John Moran. I'm getting Joel Embiid. I'm getting a superstar. We're ready to go. So this is a sub-conversation that I kind of want to have, and – I really disagree with how Joel Embiid is perceived in the league okay. as like this super duper duper star. Okay. For a couple reasons. One, the guy is super grounded to the floor. Like okay. when I say super grounded, he this is an old school, like yeah. not moving well big. That's true. He will no doubt age horrifyingly. Like I can guarantee you that. And the league is just going to continue to go away from him, no question. Every three-point shot he takes is, like, the most horrifying thing. Why do you say that? He shoots the worst percentage ever. He, but I, I think what we've seen when these centers start shooting threes is they get better every year. It's also it, – it's, one, the injury, two, that – and I think the most toxic thing that people don't realize that really detracts from the game is the dribble, 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 dribble type player. Yes. And – a Kyrie Irving is a dribble, yeah. dribble, dribble type player, which means everyone is on the corners with their hands on their knees watching. Yes. And it makes it very hard to play like a fluid basketball. To LeBron James's credit, the one thing that he's done always as a, an amazing superstar is create instant involvement for everyone. Joel Embiid, which is a, unusual for a center, is like someone who gets the ball and will spend seven to nine yeah. seconds just trying to create. The Carmelo ball. Anthony thing. It's a huge problem. But I, think- I would short... I think you're right in that criticism, but I really think it's on the coach and the organization to get through to the superstar that that's not acceptable. So I think he definitely deserves some blame for that. But also Brett Brown deserves a disgusting amount of blame for that. And the organization as a whole needs to be better about like having him understand that that's not acceptable. My core philosophy in here is going to be like Warriors style philosophy, which Mm -hmm. means if you can't be like a Kawhi, which means play on the ball and off the ball. Mm-hmm. If you can't do both of those things, then you're off my you're off my radar. Okay, next pick for you. Yeah. Okay, let's um, let's. Damn, it gets really hard. I feel like there's a clear cut pick here. You think there's a clear cut pick here? I do think that. 
in my opinion, like there's one player on the board who's just in a different talent stratosphere. I than- said I was going to take him. I'm going to take Carl Anthony Towns. And that's who it is. Yeah. yeah, he's a big, he's really good. His advanced stats are so good. He's been drowned in Minnesota. Let's go Towns. 100% elite center, elite talented center. I think no brainer there. This is where I think it gets so dicey. I think anyone who you could say here is very reasonable. I'm going to go ahead. Oh my God. I'm going to go with Pascal Siakam. I think I I think he's a really good says the guy who questioned his contract to me. I still question a max contract for him, but he's like a two-way player, very new age basketball. I think I'm looking at the players that I'm considering and I'm just I'm 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 taking him a little higher than he deserves to go, but he's my kind of guy. Highly disagree here. Love Pascal. My whole pitch on Pascal is if you're going to pay anyone, pay him in their prime. This is someone who's entering his prime. And when someone enters their prime like Pascal, you're going to see nice three or four year window, maybe make two or three all-star games. And that's it. This is not, this is being a prisoner of the moment of someone who's entering his prime and playing well right now. Um, But I'm going to see past that. And so now we're in this like weird territory. It's like, they're kind of older, they're good. Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler. Paul George. Um, Paul George. Uh, Russell Westbrook. I think I know I'm going to, I think I'm going to go Bradley Beal here. Whoa. Talk to me. He could shoot. He's younger than Westbrook. The injury history of Westbrook, uh, is scary to me. And then also the combustibility of Jimmy Butler that we've seen in the past. Also a little scary to me. Bradley Beal's just, although hasn't played with great teams, I know he'll integrate somewhere nicely. I think that's an interesting pick. I think you can't have a gripe with any of these picks because all the players are very close. I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. I think it's a little bit of a reach because he's really a poor shooter, but I think I can get a transformative point guard slash forward and build around him for the next X amount of years. I just can't believe you haven't taken Chris Paul yet for four months. You don't want him for four months? No. (laughs) Next Um, for you. Okay. 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 Paul George, Westbrook, Clay Thompson. Jimmy yeah, Butler. That's who we have on the board right now. And yeah. I'm trying to think, are there young guys? Are there some guys that are young? That De'Aaron I Fox, See, Devin I, Booker. No, I wouldn't really invest in those guys. <laughs> that's really it. Shea Gildas is interesting. But Dude, again, this is there's too so high. much to be proven. Like, yeah, there's You way can't too take much. Shea Gildas over Paul George. I understand. Marvin Bagley? No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Griffin? No. What about Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin on is just one leg. He's a, almost a fifth or fourth round or fifth round pick in modern NBA, to be honest with you. He can't say how they Um, okay, okay. Let's go Jimmy Butler. He's played well this year. Whoa. Yeah, he's played well this year. Paul George is really good. A great two-way player, has been a really good player on the thing. But um, the shoulders injuries, double surgery, I don't know if you could really project more than like three great years for him. And I'll piggyback right off that. I'll take Paul George next. I agree with everything you said, but I just think he becomes the best available when you're looking at Clay Thompson, Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Uh, that's really it. You know, then you get into Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, Kemba Walker. So I think it's a no-brainer for me at Paul George, but I think very in line with his value. So before I even like consider guys like Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> Kemba Walker, like those guys won't even be considered. Yeah. It's gonna be like I'm taking someone young yeah. and letting them develop. Yeah. So now we're gonna start looking at guys like Devin Booker. Okay. Like I would have interest Clay in Clay Thompson's on the board. Is he out? Clay Thompson is out because we've seen him only play like I'm not gonna take him. Westbrook? He's out. Are you kidding? Yeah, Westbrook's fully. You can't take what's older. I'm he's not bad. interested. I'm yeah, not yeah interested. I know, but at some point that the threshold becomes 
talent versus interest and it meets and you do take a Russell Westbrook. Let's do two more picks each, yeah? Yeah, we're going to do two more picks each. So you're on the clock for second to last pick. Who are you taking? I'm just going to take my two picks right now. Let's just like do okay. the double pick. Okay. okay. What if you take one of my guys though? I'll let you know. So again, like young guys, Shea Gildas interests me. Oh my it's God. It's a little early. It's early. Westbrook's available. I'm going to go Devin Booker with one of them. Okay. And fuck, man. This is tough. It gets really murky. See, this is where it's just really murky. Is Kristaps on your radar? It's it's too early, but I'm just asking. Not really. I think we've seen what we've seen from like Kristaps. DeAndre Aiden on your radar? No, <laughs> definitely not. No is Bam. No is like any Jalen Brown. Guys. No, not really. I would probably go. Let's just go Shea Gildas. I know it's that's going to wrap up my draft, but who are your two? I think I'm also going to surprisingly pass on Westbrook. Uh, I'm going to go Clay Thompson. I think it's a talent type thing. He's a leader. He's 30. He's coming off a crippling injury, but I think I can get some good use out of him. And then I'm going to go with. Um, De'Aaron Fox. I think I love him as a point guard. I think he's the next best available playmaker. And I think that's the who I want to conclude the draft with. I think that is the end of our fantasy draft segment. I think we dial the segment up every three months because things are always so volatile. Zion went from like 50 to 40 to 30 to 18 to 14 to 9. Trey- you just don't want to miss out on like the next big thing. And we're just capturing that here. Um, I will say we never mentioned J.J. Redick on this podcast, nor Jackson Hayes. They both were just on the like the cusp because you're not taking Chris Paul, but you are taking J.J. Redick. That's true. All right. It's been real. Peace.